What is going on guys? My name is Kenji and welcome back to the channel. I hope it's not the first time you're watching one of my videos, but just in case it is, I'm a final year medical student and biomedical science graduate studying King's College London. And guys, today I have a really special guest on the program uh, today, on the program, on the channel today, uh, who is Palumi. Uh, Palumi has a really inspiring story about how he actually got into studying medicine in Eastern Europe. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel as well. Um, and I think he has a really cool story that I'm actually really excited to hear, bro. So Palumi, do you want to tell us about yourself, who you are yeah. and uh, what you're doing, man? What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Pelumi Daniel. Um, I'm also a biomedical science graduate, and I'm also studying medicine, but I'm studying medicine in Bulgaria. And okay. yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay, and you're in second year. You just told me, right? Second year right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, te I'm technically a second year, but I've not, I've not started second year yet. So, yeah. So just about to start. Just about to yeah, start. About all, right, to start. all right, cool, man. Start. And uh, so now you're in Bulgaria, eh? which for those of you yeah. who don't know, it's somewhere in Eastern Europe, right? More or less. Europe, yeah yeah okay exactly. and what's in between what, what's greece and turkey uh okay city. i'm in plovdiv i don't know if you've heard of plovdiv, I've heard, I've heard of plovdiv? Uh, i'm not, not gonna lie bro i've never heard of it no <laughs> um it. it's like it's like the second most popular city in bulgaria it's um like an hour and a half away from sofia which is the capital okay yeah, okay yeah. okay i got you and so before that you did biomedical science in the uk right yeah i studied so where, biomedical where were you science. for that uh, sorry about that. Uh, I studied in Glasgow. So I was studying in Glasgow and okay. I finished in uh, 2020 last year. And I came here last okay. year as well. Yeah. Right, right. And so before that, where, where, where were you? Were you in the UK still or was, was it somewhere else? Yeah. So I'm super weird, man. Because I can tell my, my accent is, I've not got a Scottish accent. It's interesting. I've got a really weird accent. Uh, it's interesting. So I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm Irish by like my nationality. So I grew up in okay. Ireland. And I moved to okay. Scotland aged 17. So yeah, I was okay. 17 with Scotland. So I did one year of secondary school in Scotland. Okay. And then I went to uni the year after. And yeah, that's my okay. story basically, yeah. Damn, that's a that's a hell of an interesting story, man. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, somehow, like in the mix of being in Ireland, being in Scotland, you decided to pursue career medicine, right? And if I'm not yeah. mistaken, did you apply um, straight after uh, A-levels, after secondary school? Yeah, so what happened was with me, it was very sticky because I applied okay. um, I applied in Ireland before I left the UK and that just okay. didn't uh, work out. So I applied mm -hmm. again in Scotland in 2015 mm -hmm. and okay. that didn't work out as well. So yeah, during my A-levels, but in, in Scotland, they call it Scottish hires, advanced hires. Okay, so so yeah. before, so, so essentially after high school, you applied and you applied yeah. again um after you graduate biomedical science or like in the second year of biomedical science um and then I, I'm, I'm assuming you were unsuccessful in the, U in the uk am i, am yeah. I say that oh yeah very unsuccessful oh my goodness like i've got some mad stories but yeah unsuccessful <laughs> okay all right so let's 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 dive into these stories man because I, yeah. I, I i don't know if you know you see my videos but i have so many stories yeah. on like my my, my <laughs> stories about failure like the struggles yeah. against medicine so what, what have you got for us man what stories have you got so the first time i applied to medicine um okay um so i was doing the ucat right so i spent my whole yeah. summer studying for the ucat yeah. like and i was like smashing i was smashing these like practice okay. tests and i was like really confident um so i was studying in the library i get, I get home the night before i go to bed super yeah. early i make sure everything is okay and so yeah. basically i took my ucat in sterling which is like an hour okay. outside of glasgow so i take a train there so i yeah. get to the train station like i go to sterling and I get to, um, you know, the desk 
and mm. I realized that I don't have the correct ID. So oh, my man. passport was expired and Jeez, they wouldn't okay. let me in. And I was like, it's All me. Right. There was like a screen with like your name on it. And it was like, yeah, that's yeah. me. My passport has the exact same name. And they were like, no, yeah. we can't because your passport's expired. And I was like, oh, Damn. I was like, oh, like, I, I literally broke oh, down. I started crying. I broke down and started crying. Yeah, yeah. I was like, please, this is my dream. I want to be a doctor. <laughs> and they were like, there's nothing we can do. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that was the first oh, time I met this. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. And just, well, so did it stop there? Did you, did, you, did you carry on with the process or did you just not apply then at that stage? Um, after that, I applied again. Um, so this is okay. like, um, so in Scotland, a uh, uni's four years. So I applied in my third mm -hmm. year of uni, my penultimate year. And yeah, yeah. Um, did my UCAT, did everything, mm -hmm. submitted everything I needed. Yeah. This time, but did you have the right passport, the right, right ID? I made sure my passport <laughs> okay. was valid. I made sure Thank it was God. valid. Made sure I had everything right. just so that they couldn't okay. reject me at the office for the UCAT. So I made sure everything was okay. Yeah. Um, but once again, what did I get in my UCAT? I forget what I got, but it was like a very average score. It wasn't like great. It wasn't mm -hmm. low. It wasn't at all. But um, yeah, yeah. no offers from anybody mm. except for Glasgow University. Went okay. for an interview and mm. this was last year and I never heard back from them. Like not even like yeah, a, yeah. you got in, you didn't I'm get buying. in. So yeah, that's mm. that's my story <laughs> of not getting okay. into the UK. All right. So so where did it go from there? So obviously like I've been there as well. Mm. So for, these, mm. for anyone who's watching and also for you, I don't know if you know, but um, so when I was at A-level, I didn't even yeah. get grades to apply for medicine. You know, back then we had um, year 11, sorry, year 12, year 13. So we had AS and then A-level. The yeah. second last year of uni, you sit exams. And then based mm. on those grades, you get a prediction. So yeah. I was predicted um, A star, A, B. And the B mm. I was predicted was in chemistry. And I was basically mm. told because of your B prediction, like don't even waste your time. Like, no one's going to accept yeah. you, even though it was A star, A, B. And then, mm. I mean, it's good I didn't apply anyways, because when I actually got my final uh, A-level grades, uh, I averaged uh, A, B, B. So even if I did end up applying to medicine, I wouldn't have made the offer anyways. Yeah, so obviously, yeah. I was like super bummed out, like exactly like you said, I was super bummed out. Uh, I didn't even set the UCAT at that point, because I was like, there's no point. You know, if, I'm, mm. if these are my predictions, and I to being told not to apply, then I may as well not apply. Um, yeah. So then I applied for, for biology first, actually, because I, really, mm. I just lost all hope. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make an application to whatever. So I applied to biology mm -hmm. for all five unis. And then yeah. I decided, to, I changed my mind like halfway through and I was like, actually, I discovered biomed. Let me just see mm -hmm. what that's about. Um, did a bit of research and I was like, actually, biomed sounds really good. So yeah. I changed my, changed my unis to biomed. All four out of five said, yes, that's fine. I uh, went to uni for three years. And as you, as, as you did, my second last year, I reapplied or applied for the first time actually for medicine. Yeah. Um, I got a pretty average score in UK actually. I, th I got six, four, five uh, on average, which mm. is like, yeah, it's like not super high, but it's also not like super bad. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, um, I got an interview for the graduate program at Birmingham and the undergrad program at King's. Um, long story short, you know, got, went for the interview at Birmingham, was rejected. Um, I missed out by two places. So I was like second on the second on the reserve list. And I was just like, bro, yeah. I'm so close. I was <laughs> on the reserve list anyways. But I was like, you know, a second is pretty, like, my odds are pretty good. So I was, I was a bit gassed even though I was on the reserve list. But then yeah. unfortunately, um, they got back to me and they're like, yeah, you're rejected in like February time. And then oh. I was like, okay, so it's not going to happen. Kings hadn't got back to me. It's now March time. Um, they yeah. haven't got back to me. I'm thinking there's no, there's no chance. It's March, like it's so late into the process. Kings is probably like one of the top choices of all the universities applied to. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, and then randomly out of nowhere, they invited me for an interview. Five days later, I sat the interview and then um, went, you know, got into medicine. And I think it was yeah. a, a lot to do with luck as well, man. Because, you know, my, I, I kept saying to like um, 
to my friends, like my girlfriend as well. I was like, my, my story could have gone the other way as well. You know, mm. I was also looking into applying abroad, you know, Bulgaria as well. And if I hadn't got in, that would have also been one of my options, actually. And I think yeah. um, by God's grace, like that, that chance where Kings contacted me, you know, I was, <laughs> I was so close to the end. It was so close to the end and yeah. just having to reapply again. Um, but I find your, your story super inspiring for me as well, yeah. actually, because I would have I would have done the same thing had I not gone into the UK. I, I may have you know, reapplied one more time in the UK, but also probably mm. reapplied internationally. So I want to go into more detail about, you know, what you did from that from that moment you just said. So from the rejection in the UK, firstly, firstly, how did you feel, man? So obviously, there's a long process. You did biomed. How did yeah. you feel at the time? Um, man, you know, I felt a bit bombed. Cause like the thing with biomed, it was, I really enjoyed it and yeah. I was lucky enough to, you know, like, you know, do some placements and everything. And I was like, this is, it's a yeah. pretty cool career, you know, mm. all the stuff you do in the labs, wow. all the diagnostic works, you know, a lot of like kind of the independent projects you do and like, you know, working, like working like all the machinery, like it's pretty cool. But I yeah. did a placement thing in like shadow work um, with a surgeon up here in Scotland and okay. with a GP up in Falkirk. And I was like, yeah. this is exactly what I still want to do. You know, like yeah, I'm about yeah. to finish by a man and I still want to do this. So I, was, I felt okay. a bit bummed and I felt very stagnant because I was like, I don't want to be a biomedical scientist, like, you know, for the rest yeah. of my career. Yeah. Like I want to be a medical doctor. And yeah. But yeah. I was also like, I had no idea what to do because I wasn't yeah. getting into the UK. Like I just knew I wasn't going to get mm. in after applying and yeah. applying. And literally mm. I was on like Google on, on my laptop and I just typed in medicine yeah. in Europe. And yeah, I saw yeah. all that. There's so many options. Like I was like, there's so many options, options in Europe. So mm. many. And I had to like, kind of like, you know, make a list. And um, I made like a little system as well. Like on like, you know, what universities would be best yeah. for me, all those kind of things. And Bulgaria okay. was like at the very top of that list. So yeah, it was okay. Bulgaria from there. And why not, why not apply to the UK again? Like, why didn't you just say, mm. no, I'm going to take gap year, you know, reapplied and, you know, do, 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 do just try one more time. Yeah. Do you know, a lot of it, um, I'm a man of faith, right? Like I'm a man of faith, you know. And um, I was mm. like, I had to like pray about everything. I was like, like God, like what do I do? And um, you know, yeah. I was thinking of taking a gap year because I had a pretty cool job. I was working mm. in a COVID mm. lab, uh, just t t okay. testing COVID samples, and I was like, you know what? I could do my UCAT a year from now, everything, blah blah, mm. blah and you know, apply again. But then, like, I was okay. like, deep inside of me, I was like, mm. I just don't want to go through that rejection again. And I was yeah, like, time yeah. is ticking. I'm going to be, mm. you know, obviously now I've got a different outlook on it, but back then I was like, I'm going to be 24 yeah. starting university. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be, you mm. know, like, you know, starting like too late and finishing it. You get me like, I've got friends who yeah, are yeah. literally like in their second year of like, you know, like really cool like graduate jobs. I've got yeah. mates who graduated medicine. So it's like, mm. I kind of want to catch up. So I was like, yeah. you know what, yeah. Bulgaria or abroad has to be an option now. And okay. I, I, I kind of got that confirmation from, you know, God and parents and friends, everything. So, yeah. Okay. And so, so, okay. That, that explains as to why you started looking abroad and other than Bulgaria, yeah. what, what else were you thinking about? Where, where else were you thinking of going? So with Bulgaria, um, mm. the thing about Bulgaria, um, it's, it's a six year program. So I'm here for, I'm in Bulgaria okay. for like six years and okay. my other option, um, yeah. two options after Bulgaria were Poland and Ukraine. Okay which okay. both offer graduate entry medicine. So like a four-year program. Yeah, um, yeah. The thing with Poland though, is Poland can be a bit expensive. Like they can be very expensive. Um, I think the tuition okay. fee for first year is like 
12,000 to about 14,000 pounds like a year. Okay. So I was okay. like, can't afford that. Like, this is not going to happen. Just can't afford that. Yeah. And then obviously being a black man, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know how, how that's going to work, you know, whatever okay. in Poland. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, Ukraine. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Ukraine's also for your program. But okay. I was looking at their program. I spoke to people there. And yeah. it's not as easy to come back to the UK and integrate back mm. into the NHS once you studied there, mm. you know? Okay. So Bulgaria has a tried and tested proven track record of like, like lots bare like UK students, Irish students yeah. coming to Bulgaria, yeah. studying here and then going back to the UK mm. and having like a seamless transition. So I was like, okay. you know what? That's probably what I'm going to look, even though it's going to take a bit longer, it's yeah. probably the best option for me. So yeah. That's why I did. Okay. Okay. That makes sense, bro. And um, so yeah. how's your how's your Bulgarian? Ah. How's that um, how's that coming along? Um so Govarun Bulgarski. Govarun Bulgarski. Okay. Maluk Bulgarski Yazik. So that means I speak a little bit of Bulgarian language. So we right. get taught the language here. So okay. I would say my Bulgarian isn't great. Like I can kind of understand what people are saying, but I find yeah, it really yeah. hard to form sentences or whatever, like whatever. But okay. It's, it's okay. So, it's okay. So you're out there so you're out there learning medicine at the same time as like a whole new language as well. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah. how's that going? Yeah. How how you find it out, um, That's that's quite that's that's like a lot, man. <laughs> I was struggling with medicine not... as it is. <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's it has its challenges because we have okay. um I believe we have so our how our timetable works is we have eight yeah. hour like intense Bulgarian lessons for our first two years. So we have okay. two four hour blocks a week. So so two four hour okay. blocks. So we have eight hours. So it's like you're you've like finished like this like a long anatomy lecture. You've been studying yeah. about like, you know, like like CNS stuff, you know, like the, about the medulla, like all the tracks and pathways. And yeah, you yeah. have to go into Bulgarian language class. And it can be I'll be honest, it can be a bit draining, but you just yeah, have yeah. to do it. It is what it is, man, you know. We're gonna to have to speak to patients one day in Bulgaria, so we have kind of have to, you know, pick up the language. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true, and that's uh, that's yeah. That sounds like a lot, man. But it sounds like you're like, <laughs> it's it sounds like you're you're dealing with it, man. Like by by what you yeah. just said, I didn't know what you said, but it sounds it sounds good, man. <laughs> um, in regards to um, like, okay, so we've kind of got you know gotten to where you are now, and so how did you get to where you are now? So being in Bulgaria, what was the application process like? So from that day, mm. you know, you prayed about it, you chatted your family, you made that that leap that decision how did you then get to where you are now what was the application process like so um what i had to, yeah so i was like okay how does this work so what happens with yeah. that is what a lot yeah. of people do from the uk or from ireland um, is yeah. they find an agency mm -hmm. to kind of represent you and do all like your legal work and all your paperwork because there's, there's a lot of legal work a lot of translating um, documents all that kind of stuff mm. so i had to yeah. find an agency first and foremost and a lot of these universities require entrance exams. So okay. I had to find an agency that could help me, you know, prepare for the exams and also who could help me with my documents, you know, and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So okay. there's loads of agencies and I found one that kind of pretty much like dealt with all that for me. Like they literally applied for okay. me, did everything for yeah. me. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. So let's break it down. So found, so you found the agency that they hooked you up. Yeah. And then, yeah. so what, what was that, what was the actual application process involved? So you said entrance yeah. exams, do you have to do that as well? Yeah. So the entrance exam, it's a lot of these universities in Europe require you to do, except for Italy, a lot of them require mm -hmm. you to do like a, a level kind of level standard, like biology and chemistry, 
sometimes physics, sometimes English exam as well. And with okay. Bulgaria, um, majority of the universities require you to do an A-level standard biology and chemistry exam. So you just go in, mm -hmm. you do an exam, and then you get a, a grade. Depending on your grade, you know, there's like a cutoff point, and then everyone gets okay. in, like above the cutoff point. So that's what happens. So I took the entrance exam, and okay. when you're successful, a lot of the agencies take over your paperwork, and then they mm -hmm. handle all of that for you. All you have to do is send mm -hmm. it to them, and then they send, and then they sort it out for you. Okay, so what do you have to send them? Like, what sort of paperwork are we talking? Yeah, so um, it's it's actually it, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. So you have to get like your medical records, which okay. it's, it's actually quite tricky to get that. I'm not gonna lie, because especially during the pandemic, where your GP is just swamped and busy, it was quite tricky yeah, to get yeah. that. Uh, yeah, so you have to get like um, you know documents from, like your passport uh, mm -hmm. from your birth certificates, and okay. you have to get so like it's admin uh, stuff, basically, isn't it? Admin stuff, yeah, pretty much, and like health records as well mm. to say you're healthy, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so okay, fine. So so that all makes sense. So that's how you got to where you are now. And mm -hmm. now that you're you're finally here, obviously you've been there for a year. So what's yeah. it been like? Let's Starting off with like the difficulties, how has it been mm. in terms of, uh, you know, just the whole thing with the medicine, with the, you know, settling yeah. down, what, what have you found difficult while you're there? You know, um, I'm, I've made a video about this that I'm literally, I'm going to post, but the things that I found difficult, I'll link it down. <laughs> Thank you so much. The things I found difficult, um, first of all, mm -hmm. the language, when you first move the language is a big barrier. Like they've got yep, a completely yeah. different alphabet. It's called the Cyrillic alphabet. Like okay. everything is just different. Like the P's aren't P's, the T's aren't P T's, like the S's are not S's. Like okay. everything is different. So any knowledge okay. you have of the English language, just chuck it out the window. It's <laughs> basic. Right. So just chuck it out the window. So the language is right. like difficult. And okay. I'm very used to how we were taught in the UK. So, you know, mm -hmm. you go to your, uh, your seminars and uh, you go to like yeah. your practicals, everything like, everything like that. And, every, and everything is kind of, you know, you're you're a lot more spoon fed in the UK okay. than you are in Eastern Europe. A lot of it is your own work. Like you have to work hard here. Like you have to do a lot of your own work, and um, okay. you don't get a lot of you know the kind of same support or the kind of infrastructures you would get back mm. in the UK. Like having like an online platform where you post like yeah. your you know assignments or whatever. Do you get me? A lot of it here is yeah, yeah. so kind of old school, but mm -hmm. they are you know using stuff like MS Teams now to you know catch up so i think transitioning okay. from like the uk style of teaching to the bulgarian style of teaching was quite difficult but i'm not gonna lie the bulgarian okay. style of teaching is actually very good as well i'm not gonna lie it's very very good but it just takes like yeah. a period of time to adapt to that and I, then I, I think the last thing i found difficult would be just not being with your family in front of the bulgarian you know it's yeah it's yeah. very, how's, how it's very doing, how, how's that going bro like how are you dealing with that um you know i'm quite a sociable guy um yeah so I've made lo loads of friends um, mm. on Bulgaria. How they do it there as well is when once you get to Bulgaria, they put you in groups of like 14 okay. for, like the, for the whole six years. So you have your own group. Like you go to class yeah. together, lectures together, all that kind of thing. So, you know, I've okay. made friends with loads of people in my group and other groups. So I think friendship-wise, I'm cool now. It's cool now. Okay. All right. So when you first came, I saw in your video, like things were a yeah. bit uh, like, you know, diff <laughs> like difficult, culture shock and yeah. stuff like that. So can you dive into yeah. that a little bit? Yeah, so I remember I went to, there's a, sh a store, it's very similar to what we have, like Little Aldi. It's called Kaufland. I think it's okay. a German store. And yeah. everything was in Bulgarian. Like, 
just everything. And it's it's honestly a big shock. And I was like, I don't even want like I, I'm I can't even find black pepper. I can't find salt. I can't <laughs> find milk. Like I don't know what this means. You got just me. guessing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I was literally just guessing. I got home. I tasted it. I was like, okay, that doesn't taste good. I'm not gonna buy that again. <laughs> so right. um, that. The, the like the language is so it's it's such a big thing like like once you yeah, get there it hits yeah. you like a ton of bricks like at the airport yeah. seeing on the sign it hits you, like you're like wow I'm in Bulgaria so yeah. that really hit me and um I'd say Bulgarians are friendly people yeah but they're a lot more reserved than people in the okay. UK or in Ireland if that makes sense okay so they've yeah, got like a sure. different vibe so. That can be a bit, you know, different as well. You know, if you're okay. kind of used to how people act, you know, socially in the mm. UK compared to Bulgaria, so it can be a bit different. So that was a shock okay. as well. But yeah, those were the two things: the people and the language. But yeah. Okay, bro. What I found so funny in your video is like you said you so your mom came with you right the first time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you're like you're like I've been here for two weeks. Uh, I've cried a few times uh, in the shower. <laughs> Uh, just so my mom can't hear me. <laughs> when I saw that, I was dying, man. Um, yeah. So, so was it difficult when you first came? Like obviously, with your mom with you, then she left, you know, and then yeah. you're in this new country by herself. Was that was that quite difficult? Yeah, like you said, my mom came with me. We got an Airbnb, and she was here for me for like a few weeks. And yeah, I remember like my first night, like I had the shower on, and I was in the shower, and I was bawling. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I was like, I'm in Bulgaria, man. I was like, oh my oh, goodness. My like, that sounds oh. like a, it sounds like an R&B like uh, music video, like you know when they're like crying in the shower about their like ex-wife yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. And now, like being where you are now, okay. So that's, that was like a year ago, right? So where yeah. you are a year ago, has it been worth it? Like, you know, how 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 have you developed since then? You know, I think everything you have to, you know, look at it with perspective, right? Um, I don't know what I would be doing if I stayed in the UK. Uh, maybe I could have gone to medicine mm. again. Maybe I wouldn't have, you know, maybe yeah. um, I'd still be working in the lab again. I have no idea, you know, but okay. what I do know is that I'm enjoying my time in Bulgaria. Mm. I'm enjoying like the different teaching style. I'm enjoying mm. meeting new people, learning a language, yeah. traveling. Like it's so, I don't try and dwell on what if, like, you know, like what if I stayed in the UK? Yeah. What if I stayed yeah. in Ireland or whatever? Did you get me? So. I'm just enjoying mm. like Bulgaria right now for what it is. It has its flaws, but it has a lot of pros. And, okay. You know, end of the day, it's still medicine. I'm learning medicine, and it's what I want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. And you mentioned so yeah, it has a lot of pros. So let's let's delve into that a little bit, man. So yeah. Other than all the you know kind of the cons you mentioned, um, the crying, yeah. the shower, all of that. So what what, what <laughs> <Yeah>. pros? <laughs> I thought I'd drop that one more time. Uh, what about the pros? What 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 have you found you know good about being in, in Bulgaria and studying medicine there? Yeah. Do you know? I've got friends who also study medicine in the UK as well, right? Who um, they've mm. started at the same time as I have um, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing about Bulgaria is they drill the knowledge into, like, they make sure they drill it into your head. And I'll give okay. you an example, right? So uh, studying in the UK, the pass mark for exam is like, mm. what, 40%? You know, it's like 40%. Yeah, yeah. Every, every exam you sit here is, you got, yeah. if you want to pass, you have to hit above 60% to pass. Every single okay. time. Is that a pro or is so, that a con, bro? Because that sounds like a con. So, you know what? It can be a con, but I'm not going to lie to you. At the end of the day, you're going to learn your material. You're, you're going to learn your stuff, man. You have to learn your stuff because, like, I remember, yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 having conversations with my friends back home mm -hmm. about, like, you know, what yeah, I'm yeah. studying. And they're like, what even is that? And I'm like, yeah. I just have to. I know a lot of the doctors they produce here are, like, 
really good doctors, like like great doctors that go into it, like that go into okay. the NHS and like work there. So one big pro yeah. is you're, you're, you're going to be a great doctor with great knowledge. That's one big pro. Okay. Um, okay. Great doctors that go big pro. Obviously, you're learning a new language, new culture, yeah. new friends. Yeah, so yeah. if you're someone, you know, who doesn't have a lot of friends or, you know, who has made a lot of friends back in the UK, you are mm. 100% gonna make friends in Bulgaria because it, it, it can get lonely out here with no friends. So you <laughs> will 100% make new friends. You're 100% okay, gonna yeah. experience new culture. You're gonna travel because Turkey, Greece, yeah, yeah. like all these really cool destinations are like really um, close to Bulgaria. And I think the yeah, biggest yeah. thing, the biggest pro, it's really yeah. cheap, man. Like it's like, you can do a lot of things for like less money here. It's mad, like, like really cool yeah. things for less money, yeah. Okay. And so who do your friends end up being? Is there, is there a lot of people like you who've come from the UK or is it mainly Bulgarian people? Yeah. So how it is here is, um, Bulgaria is very popular for like, um, people from the UK, Ireland, Germany, Italy, and Greece. So a lot okay. of my friends are literally from those countries who came straight from, mm. you know, Germany, Greece, whatever, you get me? So it is, it's very diverse. Yeah. Like the student population is very diverse. You get a lot of students from yeah. Germany, Italy, Greece, and the UK. So, but the majority do come from the UK. Like you have loads of UK yeah. people out here and it's, it's mad, like it's mad. So yeah. Okay. And what's your yeah. future plan? So is it, um, so I mean, you kind of hinted towards it, but are you pretty set on coming back to the UK to, to practice medicine? Yeah. So my plan, I've got family in Canada and okay. I've got family back in Ireland as well. And yeah. with Bulgaria, you, you graduate with an MD. So it's not like an MBBS back in the UK. So I yeah. know with MD, mm. it's, it can be a bit easier to use that to get into like, you know, Canada or whatever to get mm -hmm. me to get a job there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm probably going to come back to the UK and do my F1, do my F2 years and then see if okay. I can go abroad after that. Because I think once you get like the, you know, the abroad kind of thingy, like it, you actually really enjoy, you know, traveling and going to yeah. So I would like to... Not just stay in the UK as a doctor, but you know, travel and you know, experience a different kind of system, like in Canada or America okay. or in Ireland or whatever. You get me. So I have no idea. For sure. We'll see what for happens. sure. Okay. And what's that process of coming back to the UK like? Because is, is it GMC accredited? Uh, the university. Yeah. Has? That's one thing. Like I would urge anybody to do before mm -hmm. looking at Eastern Europe is find out mm -hmm. if that university is GMC accredited because that's why they go to the Ukraine because. Right. A lot of the universities mm. there are not, so you have to do like you know all these different exams to come back to the UK. Luckily, with Plovdiv yeah. is they're accredited by the GMC, so you know you okay. just take. Uh, I think it's the UK MLA that's coming out. I think in two years' time, so yeah. we just yeah. take that and then we just come back into the UK, easy peasy. Okay, because because medicine there is taught in English, right? So it shouldn't be taught like, in English, too different yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Okay. So obviously now you reach a stage where you're a year into your, to your studies yeah. abroad and looking back now, if you could go back to like your previous self, mm -hmm. you know, the previous person, um, that you were when you were getting the rejections, yeah. uh, you didn't get to medical school and you're so confused. And for anyone watching out there, who's, who might be in a similar stage to, uh, you know, to you, what sort of advice would you give to your, to your previous self? I think the biggest advice would be not to panic. You know, um, I think, like I said before, medicine is a long career. You know, it's a, a thing you're going to be doing for like your whole life. And if you don't get in at 18, 19, even like in your early 20s, like you still have you still have time to, you know, get in one day, apply again. I have friends in Bulgaria who are like 29 going on 30 in their first year and they don't regret it a bit. Do you get me? And, you know, if you don't get in at 18, 19, you can apply again. You can work, you can travel, 
you can just become a better person, more, much more holistic. So I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't beat myself up. I would just do, be just be very intentional with your time. You know, if you if you want to travel, travel. If you want to, you know, dedicate your time again to plan again, do that. Just be very intentional with your time. But don't, you know, beat yourself up. Don't panic. Don't, you know, be depressed about it. Things always work out in the end. Things always work out. So that's what I would say myself. That's big, bro. That's, that's big. Because the thing is, like, looking back when I was 21 and I was getting all these rejections and things weren't going my way, like, like you, I just feel yeah. like the world's over. Like, your your world is literally over. And then, and then like, looking back now when I'm 25, you know, going to yeah. be 26 being a doctor... <laughs> you know, five years later, yeah. I'm, I look back and I'm like, I was only 21. Yeah. Like I was actually super young. And if I wanted to take a year out to reapply and travel the world in between, yeah. take a gap year, you know, go to, to go to Bulgaria, study medicine. If I don't like it, fine, come back to the UK and reapply. Like you're actually super young. I mean, there's so much pressure from different areas, from, from your friends, yeah. from your family sometime, from whoever it might be, but there's loads of pressure in this world on social media, wherever that can make you really feel like you're behind when actually you're not behind, you know, your, your mm. story, you're, you're just in a different chapter in your book. Your story is different. Um, so I really, I really resonate with that, man. Um, and I guess the last question I always ask, you know, uh, guests who come on my channel is, um, was the juice, yeah. uh, worth the squeeze in the end? Was it all worth it? <laughs> You know, yeah, the juice is def, def the juice has definitely been worth the squeeze, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'll make sure to jump on uh, another video with you in like five years' time when you graduate, so we can. I'll ask you that question again, and we'll see if it's hopefully it'll be the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Cool. All right. Um, fine, man. Thank you so much for coming on the channel, bro. I really appreciate it. And if people like resonate with your story, people like you know um, everything you've said here. How can they? How can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Oh yeah, um, I've got a YouTube channel uh, called my name Pelumi Daniel and also you can find me on Instagram I'm very active on Instagram and I'm very active on TikTok and uh, my name is just Pelumi Daniel 98 you can find me there and yeah cool man and if anyone has any like questions about you know applying abroad are they are they all right to like reach out to you via Instagram or your YouTube channel or whatever would that be all right 100% 100% 100% my Instagram DMs are always open for any questions you have about studying medicine abroad. Cool, I appreciate that, man. I'll put all your links like on the screen uh, for everyone to like go check out. And um, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you, for, thank you for joining me, bro. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I Always, really appreciate bro. you guys. So I appreciate me. you, bro. Um, and I hope this video, video has added value to a lot of you guys who are watching. Um, and yeah, I'll see you guys on the next one.